This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Friday the 13th of May. And first today, a court's heard the man accused of murdering Kent PCSO Julia James had threatened to target other women if he was released from custody. Our reporter Sean Axtell has been at the trial of Callum Wheeler at Canterbury Crown Court. Wheeler's trial at Canterbury Crown Court this morning was adjourned until after the weekend. The judge, Mrs Justice Chima Grubb, told jurors, you may now notice the defendant isn't in court today. I've been discussing the position with counsel and there is a genuine reason we shouldn't go any further with the trial today. Now, proceedings are expected to continue on Monday where the judge will sum up all of the evidence that's been delivered. Uh, She'll give legal directions and both sides, that's the defence and the prosecution, will be invited to deliver their closing speeches. Whether or not we'll get a verdict on Monday, well, there's just no telling how long deliberations will take. What, what I would like to just say, though, is Wheeler's barrister, Oliver Blunt QC, hasn't provided any evidence for the defence's case yet. So this is going to be the first time that he will have addressed the jury at all since the trial began on Monday. Next today, a family-run cafe at a Kent country park is being forced to close to make way for a new one. Thousands of people have signed a petition to save the site at Leybourne Lakes near Snodland, but they've now lost their fight to stay. The council's been criticised for the decision. Bosses say they'll offer the owners any future opportunities to open elsewhere. A drink driver who led police on a chase through Swanley, overtaking on the wrong side and ignoring road signs, has avoided being jailed. John Murdoch had been driving at speeds of up to 70 miles per hour where children and adults were walking before he parked at Swanley Railway Station to try and escape last June. The 40-year-old from Heather End in the town has been given a suspended sentence and banned from getting behind the wheel for 18 months. Three suspected drug dealers have been arrested and a hammer's been seized in Broadstairs. Several people, including two with gas canisters, were moved on from Piermont Park after a 48-hour dispersal order came into force on Wednesday afternoon. The suspects, who are aged between 19 and 29, remain in custody. Kent Online News. Now, a Kent charity says demand for its hygiene products far outstrips supply because of the rising cost of living. The hygiene bank in Tunbridge Wells has now given out 1,000 tonnes of things like shampoos, soaps and cleaning products across the UK. But Chief Exec Edgar Penola says it's not enough for struggling families. He's been chatting with Ish. You know, that 1,000 tonnes is actually just achieving about 64% of our applications we have a waiting list of organizations requiring our services. Um, there is a huge demand, and obviously with the cost of living crisis as it stands, with increasing energy prices, increasing petrol costs, um, the food bill, the food shop is increasing as well. With limited budget, obviously the first thing that goes is hygiene essentials, be it uh, soap, shampoos, um, deodorant, and so on. Um, what the, the Hygiene Bank is an organisation that wants to raise the awareness of this hidden crisis that exists 
in our local community. And we are seeking people to, to find out a bit more about us, to look up hidden, uh, the hidden crisis that is hygiene poverty. And you can find out more through our website at thehygienebank.com. People who come to you for help, what is it they're saying to you about their situation? Some of it is just heartbreaking. And, and the reality of, of, of poverty and hygiene poverty is that, you know, we've had some feedback where um, someone said that uh, they, they could spend their final five pounds on heating the home because they received a hygiene pack. Um, we had situations where someone with disability was asked to change to, from disability benefits to universal credits. But actually with that came a five to six week delay in, in benefits. Well, we gave them a lifeline. Um, that's the words they used in terms of the, the products that, that we provided. Um, we had a, you know, a four-year-old saying, I love my new toothbrush. Um, an 11-year-old saying, you know, thank you for making my mom and dad smile again because of the lifeline that we're giving by donating hygiene products to them. Why is it still hidden? Why is it hygiene poverty still hidden in your opinion? Everyone understands food poverty. Everyone understands uh, energy poverty. But actually, what people don't realise is by the time that someone goes to a food bank, they probably will have given up on hygiene essentials. When you're when your uh, weekly bill only goes so far, you have the difficult choice of, you know, do you heat your home, pay your bills, eat or keep clean? Well, you know, a lot of people will obviously prioritize the first three. And the first thing that comes uh, is given up is the hygiene essentials that people need. Um, it, it, it is something once people hear about it, the penny drops and, and actually they realize that actually there is something out there that not people are talking about. There is another element. Trying to get people to talk about hygiene poverty is difficult because people who are living in hygiene poverty feel ashamed. You know, there's a stigma that is attached. Um, and so we want to, you know, open this up and actually say it, they shouldn't feel ashamed. It is a situation that they're going through. People will have times in their lives where they need help, but also times in their life where they can help. So we're asking people, if you can help, go to a local drop-off drop -off point in your local area, donate one product, donate a bottle of shampoo or a pack of nappies. Um, and you, you look at the Ukraine crisis where when you see the images, it's not just food and medicines, there's actually nappies, period products, um, hygiene products that are actually being delivered to, to the refugees from Ukraine as well. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Emergency crews have been called to Margate Seafront after a suspicious hissing object was found. Firefighters and the Coast Guard were spotted on the beach near Marine Terrace yesterday afternoon. It turns out the item was safe. 
Now, a 20% discount on parking in Canterbury has been suggested as a way to boost the high street. A Lib Dem councillor reckons it could convince people to trade shopping at the likes of Westwood Cross for Whitefriars, with any budgetary shortfalls met by increasing visitor numbers. But the leader of the city council says such a move would lead to residents paying more council tax as they've already cut prices. Two friends from Kent have created a podcast to talk about the stigma surrounding men's mental health. Charlie Towner and Louis Morell from Medway decided to set up Men Don't Cry, which tackles normally hard to talk about topics such as grief and depression. Well, they decided to set it up after Charlie's dad took his own life. Kent Online's reporter Cara Simmons has been chatting to the pair. It was... Um... Certainly throughout my childhood, like what you would say is the ideal dad. Very, very hard worker, worked nine to five and then on the weekends would make time for us and, um, you know, plan out little games and all this sort of stuff. He was very, very good. Um, and then unfortunately, when I uh, became a teenager, um, <clears throat> he's, he uh, got uh, quite high level anxiety and quite high level depression. And then throughout my teenagehood, struggled with his mental health and battled with it a lot. Um, and until unfortunately when I was 18 uh, he passed away. I can't imagine how this affected you and your family but if you're able to put it into words you know what 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 went through your mind when you sort of first found out because obviously you were quite young when when he did commit. He died um, when lockdown had just started um, so we didn't we couldn't really have much contact with anyone um, even to the point of the funeral we were we only had 15 people there and my dad was a very very popular man like there was there would have been hundreds of people that would, would have wanted to come and we was only allowed 15 so that was hard and it was a struggle to get through that them first few stages of grief while we were in lockdown it's a unique experience that not a lot of people in history have had where they're not able to go and see their friends and they're not able to go out and get drunk and forget about it and you have to stay in and you're locked in with them same people going through the same grief do you want to just tell me about what sort of things you talk about in the podcast? So the episode titles we've done yeah. so far, our first episode was grief. Um, within that episode, we like to take a dynamic of one of us will be the one that sort of poses the questions and poses the sort of facts and the research that we've done. And the other one will talk maybe from a bit more from personal experience and we'll sort of go up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, be, be emotive. So the first episode was grief. So obviously, Louis was the one sort of posing the questions towards me. Um, about my own experiences with grief. We went through the theory of the five stages of grief and talked through that. And again, related it to my personal experiences. Um, and then episode two was masculinity. Masculinity, masculinity yeah. which was Louis' idea for an episode. Yeah, I've been... So I, um, I've i always sort of found it quite interesting the way we view our masculinity, especially in young lads like our age, like 20. Um, because I think it's changing and I'm seeing lots of figures in in like pop culture who are more expressive and are more willing to be fluid um so we wanted to talk about that we spoke about um like painting your nails we spoke about like figures we spoke about uh, brother brotherly influence we've both got older brothers who are like really significant in our lives um we spoke about how they're a sort of a role, a role models we spoke about male role models and how that's important to the structure of masculinity 
Next, more artists have been confirmed for the Rochester Castle concerts this summer. James Blunt is among those performing at the event in July. Soul singer Rebecca Ferguson, who you might remember from The X Factor, has now been added to the lineup. You can find out who else will be there at Kent Online. Now, 23 beaches in Kent have been given Blue Flag and Seaside Awards. The likes of Joss Bay, Margate, Main Sands and Sheerness Beach are being recognised for their quality, the way they're managed and the facilities available to visitors. Ish has been chatting with Alison Ogden-Newton, who's Chief Exec of Keep Britain Tidy. With Seaside Awards, you've got uh, sufficient water quality but excellent facilities because sometimes um, um, excellent water quality is quite difficult to achieve. But with Blue Flag, you've got that excellent water quality kite mark, so you can know that when you go to the beach, you're going to have an enjoyable and safe time. For us in Kent, I mean, the the coastal side of the county certainly, I think, is a source of pride and, and popularity. What do you think distincts Kent's beaches from anywhere else? All beaches every day of the year are beautiful, which is why we, and they're incredibly fragile and important um, habitats. So it's what it it behooves all of us really to prioritise them and look after them. The Kent beaches are stunning. Um, They they are some of the widest stretches of sandy beaches anywhere in the UK. It's been exciting this year. We've managed to um, award 33 uh, seaside awards and 17 blue flags. So, there are 17 beaches in the southeast area that have reached that highest of standards. So very exciting and a huge achievement and really representative of a lot of hard work that volunteers and local officers have put in. Does Kent set a high bar year on year? It does. Kent really does. And, and we appreciate the effort that they, people put in. It does take a lot of work to make sure that beaches are maintained to that highest of standards. And a lot of different um, groups of people have to work together cooperatively, local authorities, the water authorities, um, local businesses, and of course, our fantastic Keep Britain Tidy volunteer groups who go out, rain and shine, and make sure that whatever is going on, that their beaches are, are the best beaches. Yeah, and just on that note about all those who do actually clean our beaches, I mean, the last couple of years, the pandemic certainly highlighted the importance of our public spaces. We've seen Kent's beaches packed full of people on sunny days during restrictions even. Is there a lot to be said for all those who then clean up after us? Do they deserve more recognition? We love our volunteers. And to be honest with you, I think we'd all be in a very sorry state without them. Our Great British Spring Clean that happens every year, we see armies of people coming out. And whilst we do see these terrible scenes of people going to beauty spots because they're beautiful and leaving them in a, in a dreadful state. Similarly, on the other side of, on the flip side of human nature, we see these incredibly heroic efforts of communities to clear up. Whilst um, uh, I applaud that, and I think it's absolutely necessary because any piece of plastic that escapes into the natural world needs to be retrieved. Um, we also need to implore the public to work with us and, you know, if you're going somewhere because it's beautiful, I think that's a fantastic thing to do. But my goodness, please leave it that way. And you can see a full list of the beaches over at Kent Online. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can also subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group.
with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.